0: What's going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to the latest Birds Banter podcast, presented to you by PHL Sports Nation and sponsored by the Black Tucks. My name is Matt Loopy, and I'm a Twitter admin and blogger with PHL Eagles Nation, and I'm joined by Sean McMenamin and Logan Banker, who are both bloggers with PHL Eagles Nation. As we get into the offseason, there are a lot of questions to answer, so we took a few questions from our fans, and we'll be answering those on this podcast with our opinions. So this first one comes from Sean Egan, and Sean says... What happens with Nelson Aguilar? I think it'd be wrong to let him go. And I think we're going to agree with you, Sean. But Logan, what do you have to say?
1: Yeah, it's definitely an interesting situation with Nelson Aguilar. It's one of the bigger storylines for the Eagles this offseason. Um, Considering the addition and potential departure of Golden Tate, it definitely complicates the matter. Um, Aguilar is set to have a $9 million option coming up soon uh, at the start of the agency. So the Eagles have to decide if they want to keep the option or let it go. And, um, like I said on the podcast last week, Nelson Aguilar doesn't really play like a $9 million receiver. And uh, he doesn't use like a $9 million receiver. And the Eagles desperately need uh, cap space. But with that being said, Aguilar is the best fit out of any of the potential options in the Eagles offense. And the fact that um he's had success with the organization in the past, but really well for his future. And um I would be fairly confident that assuming the Eagles do pick up the option that he'd be willing to restructure his option to make it more incentive-based instead of um guaranteed money. So then, um, he'd be able to open up more cap space for the team because he does seem like a team-first kind of guy, and then he'll still be able to make his money. And also, uh, assuming the Eagles keep Aguilar, I think he has a good chance of being re-signed as well and definitely won't be for $9 million a year like he has with the option. So I think Nelson Aguilar will definitely stay.
2: Yeah, those are all great points. I agree with them. And whenever, for, from where I stand, whenever Nelson Aguilar becomes a free agent, whether it's this offseason or the after the upcoming season, 2019, I think the Eagles will eventually sign him to a long-term deal uh, due to the fact that they selected him in the first round, and he has shown uh, flashes of success, just like Logan said, and I think he's a great player uh, that will be able to produce later on in this future, and the, the coaching staff, along with Doug Peterson, uh, have shown that they believe in him, and he they think he... He's not. He can fulfill his potential in the upcoming years and be one of the top receivers in the league uh, down the road.
0: Yeah, I think unless the Eagles find any trade value for Nelson Aguilar, because we have seen some rumors that Nelson Aguilar might be a trade candidate this offseason, I think he will definitely stay with the Eagles. He's definitely going to benefit with a healthy Carson Wentz next season because as you saw in 2017 he was very productive in the slot and I think that's where he needs to belong next season Um, if he's with the team Carson Wentz will be able to get the ball to him more with being more comfortable behind center as he's more healthy with his knee injury and his back injury and um, Logan you mentioned that he doesn't play like a nine million dollar receiver man and I was looking at um, the numbers today and honestly nine million from Nelson Aguilar is kind of a good price I know that they don't have like a lot of option with that price because it is the fifth year option, but that contract will be similar to Pierre Garcon, Dante Moncrief and Randall Cobb and having Nelson Aguilar a young receiver at that price. I would take him over any of those um, aging receivers were who, who are at a similar price. So I don't think price will be an issue for the Eagles because they definitely appreciate Nelson and what he's done. Um, but I think they also need to look at long term if he's in their plans and work on an extension when the time comes.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think um, Carson Wentz is also a big factor with Nelson Aguilar because Carson Wentz is a very versatile quarterback. He can stand in the pocket and, and he can also move around and throw the ball around. And Nelson Aguilar is kind of the same way because he's a speed receiver. Whereas Nelson, or, uh, Alshon Jeffrey is kind of more a stop and go kind of guy. Throw it up to him and let him do what he does. But Aguilar can cut across the field. He can pretty much make plays happen at any time. And I think. Um, Having a healthy Carson Wentz will also help Aguilar. So even though Aguilar kind of had a little bit of a step back this year, it wasn't like a crazy step back compared to what he did in uh, two years ago in 2017. But So I think um Aglor definitely play very well next year.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and despite having like a rough start and uh, having many drops in, uh, earlier in his career, I think he's really rebounded well, gotten to work in the offseason, and proved last year as well as this year that he can be a threat, uh, shifty receiver down the field for this Eagles team uh, for the years to come.
0: Yeah, he has a great work ethic, and they need to appreciate how far he's come because his first two seasons, people have been calling for him to be released from the organization, and then he really turned it around in his third and fourth year. Um, his third year was definitely the best. His stats were similar last year, but we just didn't like really see the flashiness that we were used to in 2017. And, Logan, you wrote an article for – PHL sports nation about golden tate versus nelson agler and i think the decision comes down to who they want to pick and um you mentioned that nelson agler would be the better option i think a lot of people agree with that because golden tate might require more money nelson agler is a younger player and um they're very similar they got to keep one of them to have that style of play on the team and I think Aguilar is a great guy to have to complement the offense, to work with Ertz on the inside of the field, and really give Wentz another weapon to use.
1: Yeah, definitely, and um, I think uh, really Golden Tate's the only threat to Nelson Aguilar in terms of him being with the team or him not being with the team, and the thing with Golden Tate, he's kind of more of a check-down option, and the Eagles already have that with um, Zach Ertz, more or less, and then Alshon Jeffrey as well, so the fit's just all-around better, and Aguilar does a much better job of getting downfield, like we saw in the Texans game where he was – the deep ball struggled all year for the Eagles, and then we saw Nelson Aguilar get, what, that 80-plus yard touchdown against uh, Texans. That's something we didn't really see all season, so Aguilar definitely has that potential.
2: Yeah, it's key to uh, also have a receiver that can go get down the field and deep ball, catch deep balls just like Nelson did this season, so it'll be important for him to stay on this team as a young receiver and help uh, Carson Wentz in his development for the years to come.
0: Yeah, for sure. We all agree that Nelson Nagler should stay next season and in the future, so we'll see how the Eagles can work out having him stay, whether it's just on that fifth-year option right now or if they're going to put a contract extension upon him uh, this offseason. We'll see what happens, but we think it would be smart for Howard Roseman to keep Nelson Nagler along for Carson Wentz in the offense. So now we're going to take a short break for a message from our sponsor. All right, we're back. Our next question is from J.R. Willis, and he asked, what if Jason Peters doesn't take a restructured contract? What should the Eagles do with him? Sean, what do you think?
2: So my opinion, if Peters does not take a a pay cut, I think it may be time for the Eagles organization to say goodbye or let him walk or possibly try to get something uh, from him in a trade due to the fact that he has played uh, maybe to his fullest potential and – suffered a lot of injuries specifically last season. So this is a tough situation and I would like to see him back as a veteran force and a leader in the locker room, like we've said in earlier podcasts, but due to his injuries and maybe playing a little, playing to his full potential, like I just said, it may be time to see him go.
0: Yeah, this is definitely a topic that we've been discussing a lot about Jason Peters and what, Um, if he should stay with the team or not. And I think the option for Jason Peters is either he's going to take a restructured contract or a pay cut, uh, like Jarrett was asking us, or he might retire. That's definitely a possibility with his age. And honestly, unless he's retiring, I say that he's going to be staying with the team no matter what. Um, Even if he says that he's not going to take that pay cut, I just don't see the Eagles releasing Jason Peters and also, I don't think that there's going to be any trade value for him because of his age and injury history and the contract that he's on right now. It's either stay or release him. Um, and I just don't see them releasing him after all that they've gone through with Jason Peters, the kind of guy that he is. I think they want to keep him around, and even if it has to be at the price that he is right now, uh, so be it. I think they're just going to wait out till he's ready to go out on his own terms.
1: Yeah, this is uh, definitely another very difficult situation. Um, Jason Peters has been an absolute warrior for the Eagles over the years. and He's fought through so much for the team, which is very important. And He's a, one of the most respected guys on the team and pretty much everyone loves him. They refer to him as a bodyguard for a reason. And um, But when it comes down to it, um, I, I'd be very surprised if Peters would take a pay cut just because if, if he returns, he's taking a risk on his health and we all know how often he gets hurt. And he won't want to put his body at risk for or at a cheaper cost. And that being said, um, considering that, I think the Eagles will move on from Peters, assuming he doesn't take a pay cut. And um, I think Harry Rosen will uh, realize how um, high Peters' cap hit is at $13 million and match that with how he might not really be able to do so much for the team if he's not really consistent on the field. Um, Like I said last week, he kind of struggled um, down the stretch, uh, finishing games and just staying healthy consistently. And that being matched with how much money you're going to have to pay him, I don't really see the value there. And we saw with Vitae how um, he's much cheaper than Peters is. Uh, He was able to hold his own during the Super Bowl run. And I think that's very important because he's been able to play in the biggest moments he's been able to perform. Granted, last year he did kind of have a step back uh, when he had to um, come in for Peters. But still, I think um, you kind of have to weigh your options and realize that um, you have other needs. And considering needs, you can also target a new left tackle in the draft as well, which I think the Eagles will do. And um, Greg Little is one name that comes to mind at left tackle. And he'd be a first-round option for them
2: yeah it's definitely a tough scenario, and all things considered, I would love to have him back, but like Logan said it may not may not be meant to be, so uh I think either Vitae will step up or the Eagles will address the offensive line need in the draft.
0: yeah, looking at um Jason Peter's numbers, he's kind of in the middle of the starting left tackles in the league with his numbers right now um as far as salary goes and Honestly, with the production that you're getting, that's kind of the price range that you're going to be asking for out of a left tackle. Like He has been decent. I know he suffered his injuries last season. He played with that torn bicep. Um, But towards the end of the season, I think after the bye week is really when he kind of kicked it up a notch and showed that he could really still show that all-pro potential. Um, But also one big knock on Peters is that I think it was 10 games he had to miss – Any time during the game, whether it be one drive or two drives or one play, whatever it may be, he had to sit out um, sometime because he was getting too tired or the injuries were catching up to him. So that's kind of a liability to have on your team, especially at that price, if you're going to have to have him go out every single game. And they're number two at the position, Vitae, he's under $650,000, so is... Jordan Maliata, um the Australian rugby player that they draft last season. So I think they definitely have options behind Jason Peters if they choose to go move on from him. But I just, in my opinion, I don't see him moving on from the Eagles just yet.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Maliata because a lot of people have talked about him. And he said himself how uh, he said, look out for big things coming next season. But I don't think he's really ready yet. I still think he's a few years away from being able to be an effective left, left tackle. And um, left tackle is the second most... Or it's the most important position on the football field, other than quarterback. And um, I think you you really can't have the in and out kind of stuff that you had with Jason Peters consistently. It's kind of like what you had with running back. You don't want to constantly have guys coming in and out of the game and uh, being hurt and then not being hurt. And um, just that situation with Peters. Um, if he was cheaper, um, it would be a sure thing to keep Jason Peters just because he can be so good at left tackle. But um, I wouldn't be in. I would be all right if they kept Jason Peters. But I think. When you have to, when you consider everything, I just don't think it's really worth it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and going back to Jordan Milata, I think if he is able to turn out to be the player that this uh, Eagle scouting s- staff and scouting team have hoped him to be, for him to be, then I think uh, he'll be a great force. Just, just how big he is, and if you've seen his rugby highlights, I mean, he's a beast. So for all those defenders out there, all, all I have to say is watch out when he uh, develops.
0: Yeah, he's a tremendous athlete and I think he'll definitely excel in the running game because he'll be able to get out there and make blocks for the running backs, but as Logan said, there's it's a work in progress. I think we don't we shouldn't um ask her too much out of him just yet because Just one year ago, he's never even played football, just been rugby his whole life. And they're not even trying to convert him to like a fullback or something like a skilled position. They're trying to turn a rugby player into an offensive lineman, something that he's never really done in his entire life or been comfortable with. Um, So I think the best option for the Eagles, if they decide to move on from Jason Peters, would be go with Vitae for a season Or if the option is there in the draft that you can take in the first or second round, go with that. But as we've seen, the offensive line, um, specifically the tackle position, has been very thin in the draft. And they might be going before the Eagles even get to pick at number 25. So we don't even know if that's a possibility. They might have to wait till next season to get their future left tackle from the draft. So I just don't see a huge change this season coming up. It's either Peters or Vitae.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um I just wanted to add one more thing. This this upcoming season is the last season with Carson Wentz under his rookie contract, which means after next season he's presumably gonna be taking up at least thirty million dollars of like cap space. And uh while my Tai does have um very high potential, they can't really afford to wait on him and they have to be very proactive on getting um their left tackle. And if my Ma- Malatai works out great, but they can't sit around and just hope that he'll be the left tackle of the future in a few years.
2: Yeah, it'll be important to definitely put the right pieces around Wentz at the offensive line and protect him for the rest of his career and make sure he doesn't have any more uh, bad injuries.
0: Yeah, and for um, any of you that might be wondering right now, if Lane Johnson might shift over, they're going to roll with him at right tackle for the end of his time in Philadelphia because he's one of the best right tackles in the league. and. That's a big position. You don't know if he can switch over to left tackle and have the same kind of production on the field. So Lane Johnson solidified himself as the right tackle. I know left tackle is a little bit more important, but that's what he's comfortable with, and that's what he's been used to playing. So he won't be an option to move over. they got to look at somebody else.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, now another quick break from a sponsor. All right, we're back with our final question in the podcast. This was is from Dominic Schuler, and he said, who's going to be the Eagles' new vertical threat in 2019? And I think this is a great question because we saw in the 2018 season that the deep ball was very, uh, it's, it's missing from the Eagles' offense. Carson Wentz really couldn't get a deep ball going. Nick Foles kind of did at the end of the season, but all throughout there wasn't a consistent, um, consistently throwing deep balls. And I have a few names that the Eagles might bring in. First one, Mike Wallace, he was just signed for a one-year contract with the Eagles but only played. He got hurt in Week 2, and the reason that he signed with the Eagles was because he wanted to play with quarterback Carson Wentz. He never got the chance to do that because Wentz got brought in Week 3. Wallace was already on the IR by then with his um, broken foot. So I think Wallace would be happy to come back and play with the Eagles, and it's not like he has injury problems. Before the 2018 seasons. Uh, he missed two games over a nine-year span. Be- he's like always been in the games for whatever team that he's been playing on, and he'd be a great deep threat option. He's a fast, quick receiver. Another option that comes to mind is Deshaun Jackson, former Philadelphia Eagle, who's been with the Buccaneers. He's looking to get out of Tampa Bay, and I think the Eagles should be taking a look because he said he would either want to go back to Philadelphia or go to the Rams marquise brown in the draft or hollywood brown um he just recently had surgery on his foot and he's gonna have to sit out for the combine so that might make him slide down to the second round he in my opinion he was like a top 15 talent before that surgery um he's a real fast receiver he's played two years with oklahoma and broke a thousand yards both seasons and one last thing don't forget about matt collins he missed all 2018 season but um, in twenty seventeen he was a great deep threat for the Eagles. Even though he, if he only got like two or three, he was still a great option to have, a nice depth, and um he can really take the top off a of defense if he's given the opportunity and if he's back to healthy form.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought uh, brought out Matt Collins. I, was, I actually just watched a video of uh the Carson Wentz bombed him uh in the Washington game in twenty seventeen. That's definitely another option. Um but they the Eagles definitely have a few options. Uh this has gone a bit under the radar, but I think. Jordan Matthews is more likely than not to return on a cheap contract. Uh, he likes being in Philly. Him and Carson Wentz are very close friends, and he showed the potential of being a deep threat the season. He had that deep touchdown in Tennessee from Carson Wentz, and then he had the opening touchdown from Nick Foles uh, in New Orleans uh, in the divisional round. And being a deep target isn't necessarily Matthews' strong suit, but he would adjust well if that's how the Eagles wanted to use him. And I think a uh, full offseason with the team and being able to practice and everything would be very useful for him in that um, usage. And then... Nelson Aguilar is definitely another option. Like I said before, he yeah, had the 80 plus yard touchdown against the Texans. He also isn't necessarily strictly a deep uh, option, but he he has the speed to do it. And um, assuming he maintains the ability to consistently catch pa- passes like he has and not regress into having trouble with his hands, then he's definitely another option. Then my last two guys are uh, both of the last name Brown, John Brown, who I mentioned on the podcast a few weeks ago, he's a speedster and he'd be a, great deep threat in the Eagles offense. He was with the Ravens last season, and he most likely wouldn't be overly expensive. It is a kind of thin wide receiver class in free agency, so maybe we'll have a few people or a few teams that overbid for him, but um, he's certainly an option. Then I also have Marquise Brown, like you said, Matt. Uh, with that foot injury, I think he'll probably stay in the first round just because of how good he is, and um, if the Eagles do take a flyer on him, he not only will be a, go- a great deep target next season, but for years to come, so he's certainly another option.
2: Yeah, in my opinion, I think the next deep threat will be either Nelson Aguilar or possibly Mike Wallace and his return. But if Aguilar cannot step up, I think we'll end up drafting a slot receiver in this year's draft if we if need be. But if none of these um, go to fruition, I think Howie Roseman will address this deep threat need in free agency. And like you said, Matt, I think the Eagles should definitely go after Deshaun Jackson, a former Eagle who has shown he can take the top off the defense plenty of times and myself along with other Eagles fans were definitely upset to see him go when Chip Kelly released him for some dumb reason um but yeah I would love to see him back in Eagles green just cuz he has explosive plays and is one of the best I think deep receivers deep ball receivers in this league so hopefully we can address this need um either now immediately or for the future by drafting a receiver in the draft
0: yeah you mentioned Nelson Agler Sean and (laughs) I think Nelson Agler is definitely a great option to have for for a deep ball but um, I think he needs to be focusing on staying in the slot And if they run a deep ball to him every once in a while that'd be great because we've seen what he can do with it but I think they need to put a priority um, to sign somebody other than Nelson Aguilar to take on that role because they can't rely on Aguilar to do so much with the offense as they did when he was in his first couple seasons. It, as we saw, that didn't really turn out that well. Um, and going back on Deshaun Sean Jackson, I know he's an older player, but – His past three seasons, 2016, over 1,000 yards, 2017, 660 yards, 2018, 770 yards. He's still showing a lot of production, and those last two seasons were with Tampa Bay. He's had either Ryan Fitzpatrick or Jameis Winston throw to him. Not the same quarterback as Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz can really get the ball to him better. And last season, 2018, he was top five in yards per reception. So he's still got it. He's still got the speed. And I think that'd be a great option as long as he's not going to demand too much money, which I don't think he would if he has the chance to come back to Philly because his time was cut short with Philadelphia, as you mentioned, Sean, with the um, getting released by Chip Kelly. But um, that's definitely a great option for the Eagles to look at, although he is old. And I think the Eagles need to stop going um, back and forth of these receivers in the free agent market with one to two year deals like we've seen with Tory Smith and Mike Wallace. I think they need to finally draft somebody or sign a young receiver that can take on the role of a deep threat um, at a low price and a young player that can stay with them for years to come.
1: Yeah. Um, so with Deshaun Jackson, I know that he wants to return to Philly, but I think the whole uh, Deshaun Jackson coming back to Philly thing is a little bit overstated because while Chip Kelly was the one that uh released Deshaun Jackson Howie Rosen and Jeffrey Larry both had to sign off on it uh the Eagles had the opportunity to sign to, to sign Deshaun Jackson um a few years ago and they chose not to do it um before the trade deadline they also were discussing a trade for him and they decided to go Gold, with Golden Tate who's arguably uh not as good of a fit in the offense so I, I'm not sure how interested the Eagles would be in Deshaun Jackson and um I mean, I would love to see him back in Philly, but I'm just not sure how likely that is to happen.
2: Yeah, I think they definitely need to address this need immediately. And like Matt said, get hone in and focus on getting a receiver that can stay with the Eagles and produce for them for many years to come, whether it's in the draft or in free agency.
0: Yeah, and also one thing to point out, the Eagles, although they're not really known for taking a skilled position, like a wide receiver or a um, running back high in the draft, um. Just two years ago, the Eagles were linked to uh, Corey Davis, John Ross, uh, Christian McCaffrey, skilled players like that in the draft, and although all of them got picked right before the Eagles went, I think they had the 14th pick that year, Um, but I don't think we should rule out the Eagles taking a wide receiver in the first round, whether it be Marquise Brown, like we just mentioned, that great deep threat from Oklahoma, or somebody else, Although they do have a lot of needs and running back and defensive line and offensive tackle are included in those needs. Wide receiver is a big need for the Eagles still because they don't really have a lot of depth. Um, Matt Collins coming off an injury. Sheldon Gibson probably won't be with the team next season. So we're getting Nelson Agler and Alshon Jeffrey as your two starters. Golden Tate most likely won't be returning. Jordan Matthews we're really not sure about. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles start taking a look at some players in the draft that could be a first or second round pick.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I I definitely think um, the Eagles taking a receiver in the first round is definitely on the table. Um, I I think they might prioritize left tackle or um, defensive tackle first, but um, guys like Marquise Brown, like we said, or DK Metcalf from uh, Texas A&M, they're both great options and they both be great receivers and you're, it's good to be able to have skilled players at a cheap cost. And while like we saw with Nelson Aguilar, his contract's set to be nine million dollars this season if they pick up the option. Um, with Carson Wentz and his contract, you wanna have guys that who that will be cheap and rookie contracts are as cheap as they come, um, especially when you have skilled players like that. So I definitely think that's an option.
2: Yeah, and going off your point of drafting skill position players, Matt, I think last year if the Patriots did not select, not to go off topic, but if the Patriots did not select Sony Michelle, then I think the Eagles definitely would have snatched him up with the final pick in the first round, but instead they opted to trade out of the first round and get into the second. So that definitely would have addressed our running back problem need as of right now.
0: Yeah, and one more thing that's come to my mind is um, when they traded out of that pick, that 32nd pick, they got the Ravens' second rounder and... um they ended up trading up again in the second round, and they selected tight end Dallas Goddard, who is really just like a athletic tight end. Um, I mean, like he he's doesn't have the body of a tight end. He's big, but he's fast, and he can be used as a deep threat on occasion. As we saw like in that Cowboys game, it did get called back, but he had, I think it was over 70-yard touchdown. But also, one thing I want to point out from that point is Carson Wentz had all the say in that pick. They looked at Carson Wentz and said, Who do you want on this offense? Because they were the Super Bowl champions. In their mind, they didn't have a lot of needs um, on the roster that they needed to fill throughout the draft. And they're kind of saying to him, Who do you want on this offense that can really help you out? So I think they're going to do the same thing with. They have three picks in the first two rounds. I think they're going to do the same thing with one or two of those picks, look at Carson Wentz and say, here's who's on the table, who do you want to pick? If he wants to trade up for somebody, by all means, go do it. Because if Carson Wentz is your franchise quarterback and he wants that speedy receiver and he can handle throwing 70 yards down the field to him, then they're going to listen to Carson Wentz. So I think that's definitely a possibility. If they want to take a wide receiver, they're going to look at Wentz and say, "Um, who do you want on your team to throw to?
1: Yeah, I definitely 100% agree with that. That's a great point. And um with having so many picks, they definitely have the ability to be aggressive and um not ne- necessarily reach, but like with Dallas Goddard, take a guy that they does not ne- necessarily don't need, but will be a very good use for them. So, I definitely agree with that.
2: Yeah, for sure. That's an
1: excellent point, Matt.
2: I really think the the front office and how Roseman will need to put the right pieces around Wentz and pieces that he wants for the future so that he will be able to succeed and thrive in this offense and potentially bring more Super Bowls to the city of Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, all great points. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Special shout-out to JT, Dominic, and Sean for their questions. We really enjoyed discussing those today, and we think those were all great points that you guys had. If you have any thoughts on our discussion or want to talk about this discussion on Twitter, send us a tweet at Birds Banter. And check out our latest articles on phlsportsnation.com. Log- Broad Street Edition that he writes a review on all Philadelphia teams. And mine is a look at five reasons why the Eagles fell off from 2017 to 2018. Be sure to subscribe on all platforms and tune in next week for more Birds Banter. Go Birds!
2: Go birds.